Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Whatever we get into, like this concept of emotional health and well-being, it's really understand. It's really important to understand that whenever you enter into a relationship, in my ultimate opinion, um, where your emotional intelligence is is really going to test the relationship more than anything. Your ability to react, to communicate, to understand what your partner is going through, as well as your emotional mindset. And I think that's probably one of the most important things we can learn, in my opinion, from a healthy marriage. But there's one study that's really, really interesting that caught my eye. It came out March 16th of 2023. And this is a methodology that helps with your emotional intelligence. I think it's find it to be a really, really interesting methodology for what it is, the study behind it, in the actual imperial science and data. Within this episode, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to provide you some insight, and I'm going to give you some tips and tricks on how potentially you can measure or understand your emotional overflow. So let's get into it. So this actually was a study done by Harvard, and what makes it really interesting is the longevity of it. It dates back to 1939. And as a result of this study, what's happened is it's actually been passed on to multi-generational. So the first parents who interacted with it and then have pushed on the study to their children where they do emotional surveys, they check in, they answer questionnaires, and they're able to provide some insight into their emotional well-being, the way they live the life, the way they communicate, and how they understand themselves. Now, whenever we look at this study, it's really cultivating and using a methodology known as the WISER model. So not to the wiser model in itself is an approach that these scientists have cultivated and created as a way to help with your emotional well-being. Science and data indicates that, you know, whenever people react to their emotions or they're stuck in their emotions for too long and they do that consistently, consistently it actually can impact your emotional well-being as you get older. They say, too, that if you're a worrier, you you stay focusing on one thing, you overanalyze something, it can really have a negative impact on your cognitive abilities when you are over 60 and 70 because you've created these processes that don't really help you to fully understand the world around you. So sometimes what happens is you go a little bit haywire because you're working overtime. I think this is a really interesting, really interesting point because, like, I saw this with my father. I know it's anecdotal for really what the story is, but I, in my opinion, my father was an overanalyzer and he's a worry ward. And in a lot of ways, it could potentially have contributed to him having the first stages of dementia. Um, and I too have these similar patterns of over worrying, overanalyzing, and sometimes overreacting, mirroring the same type of experience that I've seen within my father. And I'm not trying to belittle or say anything negative about my father, but those patterns aren't always the most well-rounded and polished ones. 
for me, when I read this article, it really helped me better understand my emotional well-being and the emotional challenges we face every day. And I honestly believe, you know, maybe because this was mirrored externally for me, but wherever you saw more emotional turmoil probably happened in families, conflict, things like that, overreacting, allowing your emotions to dictate the outcome. So I'm going to read a little bit from the article just to provide you some insight and go over to it because I thought it was really helpful. And if you have time to read it, check it out. It's called The Wiser Model, How Not to Be at the Mercy of Your Emotions. In my opinion, if you were at the mercy of your emotions, then you really haven't learned the ability to practice good approaches. And this wiser method is one that is really, really helpful. So when was the last time you experienced a powerful emotional reaction? I think we've all had them. In my opinion, you know, whenever that emotion just comes over you, it's so strong and you can't process anything around you. And it's almost like something takes over. And it's like your brain can only interpret a few things. It's like your cognitive ability gets really, really small and your emotions open up. And more than likely, this was something that was created probably as a way to survive. If we needed to fight or flight, this is something that probably was a reaction to that. It was a, a built-in mechanism. But, you know, as we get into more of the ability to communicate and understand what we're feeling, it's really important to always not react to it and overindulge in it. So when we think about this, I think this one's really interesting because it provides an insight of a woman interacting with her child. And in the article, what she is really referring to is she overreacted to the simple fact that her kids were not doing the dishes like they wanted. And as a result of it, she was upset by it and triggered and had a, a, an outreach where she yelled at her kid, indicating that she thinks that he could be lazy. Like this has happened to me too, but it happens whenever I'm driving. I feel like when I am driving and someone is giving me directions, 95% of the time it's going to be my wife. I have a tendency to overreact if the directions are wrong. In the first of our relationship, this was something I did a lot. And naturally, I implemented this method to help me better understand how not to do that. Because who in their right mind would ever want their partner to lose their shit whenever they're just giving directions or going somewhere? So whenever we look at the wiser methodology, what we really have to understand has been prefaces on understanding the research of emotional reactions and how people live their lives. This concept to me is something that's really groundbreaking. And if you're having trouble or you're entering into a new relationship, this model is something really, really important. So what does the wiser model actually mean? WISER is an acronym representing each stage in the sequence. Watch, interpret, select, engage, and reflect. When engaging in the model that aims to or not develop self-awareness or our emotions, it is also to recognize that we have to be flexible in how we handle the situation or stimulation to what our emotions are representing or the emotions themselves. And when the flexible mindset can be developed, the various of tools and strategies to choose the right one for the right moment. So here's how the stages work. First, we have watch. 
When you encourage a, when you encounter a powerful emotion, your actions tendencies will arise, and you will feel the urge to respond immediately. You know, then that's like when you're like, you you just have that reaction where you're like, I cannot believe why you said you're gonna do it, or you had kind of that spark that kind of creates a whole level of conflict or outburst. However, this urge often builds upon patterns recognized in general impressions. They rarely come from a full, clear-eyed understanding of the situation or the stimulus of it. So whenever you're reacting to it, what's happening is you're allowing your triggers really to dictate your response. And you're allowing your response to be so powerful that you think it is the best approach for that situation. Um, is kind of what this article is indicating. As such, Wandinger and Solch recommend taking time to round your impressions through throughout observation. In some cases, this is a period or only a moment or two or could require you to take a moment or hours or an evening during the time where it brings you curious to an understanding. Was What was the environment? What was the situation usual? Who were you interacting with? And what do you know about the person? What you may have missed that can improve import. So the, what this is really indicating is if you are having overpowering emotional reactions and they, they're, they're taking over, what you first have to do is identify the environment you're in. You know, if this is an environment that you're consistently in, you know, kind of breaking down that aspect of it because it's giving you context to understand situation. Next, you have to understand, is this the usual situation? Is this a normal Tuesday? Are you waking up at breakfast? Are you interacting with your partner, your child, etc., your coworker? Is this the situation, usual or unusual? Next is, who are you interacting with? What does that person mean to you? How are they interacting with you? Potentially, how can they be triggering your emotions? Next, you have, what do you know about this person? All right. What may you have missed that may prove important, which is really important whenever you're thinking and reflecting on your emotional state? one of the most interesting things here is what did you miss in this situation were you hangry were you tired were you allowing another conversation to dictate this situation and you didn't have the emotional capabilities to take a pause that's why it's so important throughout observation we can round to our intention in, in, in intentional impression all right so once again, I'm reading, and sometimes it's difficult because I do have a dyslexic reading, but I feel like I'm reading this article fairly well. Expand on views for a situation that might need for you to press the pause button, harmful reactions. So as we get into it, what it's really saying is let us may early morning conflict. So when we think about the wiser model and I would drive with my wife and I'd overreact, these questions is what I think about. Kind of like, she's my wife, obviously I need to calm down, these are my reactions, is the situation usual? Going through that for me really helped me better understand how I was going to, how and why I was feeling this, but there was no pressure of any situation. I'm just trying to get the context for what. Next we have the initial interpretation. Consider what you're observing. So this is the next step. You kind of set it up, and now you're, you're providing some an analytics to it and how you're thinking. 
meaning sometimes our emotional reactions and make some problems seem huge and sometimes huge problems seem small. So we can always assume that we understand the entirety of a situation when in fact we're working with the perceived few details that our brains were able to considerably snag in the heat of the moment. So your brain gets caught or stuck on some patterns or thinking that allows you to um, overreact in those emotions. For me, driving, I got scared that we we're going to miss the turn. I was going to have to drive further. Something could have happened. It was dangerous. You know, things like that. Like that was the snag, and I was allowing that to dictate my emotional reaction. Simply ask, why are we, what are my assumptions so those were my assumptions right so those are the article that's indicating it so in fact these situations can potentially create that environment in which you are not really responding properly okay so we can probably don't have the all the information and we don't understand what's happening so maybe if my wife's giving me directions one thing i can do is take a step back and understand that maybe the directions are wrong Maybe it's not her fault. Maybe her phone's dead. Maybe she's experiencing those types of issues. Okay. First, the early morning environment. Okay. So whenever we look at that, then we have the next one, which is selection. The selection stage is where you choose a course of action from the available options. So you have now identified the way you act. You've understood the situation within the wiser method. As you transition into the interpret, you're interpreting why you're doing it. Potentially, you're hangry. There's a situation happening. You're understanding. You're making assumptions. You're trying to actually identify that more than likely you potentially could have been wrong and misread the situation and overreacted. Now, the selection stage is where you choose a course of action, available options. The choice should be deliberate rather than reflexive. You may need to consider what your desired outcome is and the best way to react to the outcome, if you have strength, that can help. I did not want a stressful environment when I was driving, so I chose not to overreact to if there was an error when there, we were driving. If there was a wrong turn, if there was a situation like that, in my mind, if I'm, if I'm going to overreact to that, it's just going to create more stress and drama for the drive, and that's not, that's not the outcome I want. You know, I, you know, sometimes I just have to be patient and understand that there's a lot more going on in this situation and reacting the way that I reacted potentially that was mirrored by my father whenever we went on road trips is something to be aware of you know and then I'm trying to understand it based on those aspects okay so those kind of go into that aspect where you're coursing it and then your next stage is engage once you've selected a strategy so and going back to the strategy, that, that really comes down to you. Do you need to take a step back? Do you need to have a pause? Do you need to have a moment to where you're overreacting that you take a step back from a situation? Um, and you're setting in the course of action so you can provide a better approach whenever you are getting that was a moment where your, your mental anger is going off and emotionally you just can't believe this is happening and and there's something being triggered inside of you. And, and it's not being fully aware of the whole entirety of the outcome. Engage. Once you've selected the strategy, you need to engage at the stage. The option can be unique to the circumstances. Looking back, I probably should have waited. In this situation, she goes in kind of the situation with the school. But whenever you engage, you're really 
of focusing on the strategy and the stages of it. There's multiple stages. So then you go from there and you react to it. And finally, the last stage is we have reflection. Finally, reflection on how it went. Sometimes it can help to run through the situation with a trusted confidant. Other times you may want to do some distance self-reflection, assess the situation, like an, um, an outsider observation. So what this article is really indicating is when you implement the wiser method or the wiser methodology, you're going to have probably a better understanding of your emotional well-being. You're no longer going to be captivated by them and your emotions are not going to rule you. You've now set up procedures. You've now set up steps. And the fact that this study has the validity of 80 years is pretty remarkable, 80 plus years, because it's really focusing on something that humans all have to learn how to deal with, and that is your emotions. I would suggest if you are having issues with managing your emotions or find yourself having problems with your partner, this is something that is really, really helpful. Communicate with your partner about it. Identify that these are the stages you're in and sometimes this is what triggers you. And if you both have a better understanding about the communication, you can set more expectations. It's like, to me, when you like, um, you look at this too, and, and one thing about the study is it kind of understood that the best way for you to get closer to your partner is instill on the patterns of love. So if you are loving, you are creating an emotional process, you are not allowing your triggers to dictate the outcome of the relationship, your love layers, I just made that up, but the, la the layers of love you have with your partner can grow stronger. And what they found in this study is the strongest emotion you can have is gratitude. So as a result of that gratitude and that love, that's what builds your relationship to be stronger. The resentment monster can kind of tear it apart. And if you're not managing your emotions to the best of your ability, then that can really be the downfall of the relationship or your own mental health. Even so, from a mental health standpoint, managing your emotions, creating stages to better understand them is better for your mental cognitive longevity. Also, managing your emotions and understanding them is better for your relationships. It will add more love, appreciation, and respect you know, if I was continuously still getting mad about driving, um, that would be a really, really touchy subject with my wife and she wouldn't ever want to drive with me. But I allowed, I understood, I did these steps on um, not knowing that there was a methodology behind it and it really helped me to manage it better. So, you know, I, I, I strive to get better. I think this is something that's remarkable. And for me, sometimes I do ride a little bit of the emotional wave. And my real goal is to is to be more emotionally mindful whenever these situations come up because it makes you a better leader, a better partner, and and you always want to be um, you know whenever you are married and you're consistently with somebody, you want to be the best version of yourself so you can make their life easier as well, and it goes vice versa. So um, go check it out. I'll put the link in the bio. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.